Sweet. Sweet. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 27, the first episode of 2019. This is TC. This is the Sweet Keeks. Love it. Um, wow, we, we have a great episode for you all for, for y'all today. Um, great outline. We're going to catch up. Uh, Keith has been on a cruise, so welcome back to the mainland. Yeah, man. That is what Errol, our tour bus van guy, taught us when we first got to Jamaica. Um, was the only thing, was the only Jamaicanism that he taught us. Oh, he wow. Very... I didn't even, I didn't even oh. know that. Oh, yeah, he was super hyped for, like, the first 30 minutes, and then kind of slowly went down. He brought us to some cool places, and, yep, so that was about it. That was about as much as he taught us. Wow. Well, we'll have to get him on the pod. <laughs> well, Errol Brown, you were great, though. You're a great tour guide. Five five stars. Um, Love that. Glad that you're back. Uh, I started my 2019 not on the cruise, but in my bed, sick with the flu. <laughs> Oh, that's right. So, so how are you feeling? How was oh, your New Year's? I feel great. I lost five pounds, so I've been just trying to get my body weight. That's great. I'm like pegging out. I had no appetite for a week. I didn't just body aches. Um, just so weak. Fortunately, I wasn't. You know, uh, anything wasn't coming out of both ends. But uh, gosh, I, I was just achy. The flu was awful. So the, the double dragon. Yeah, it's good to Thank be back. Goodness. Good to be healthy. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad we've got. Brand new year. Yes. Brand new goals, big, kind of. Some big things for Sweet Film Talk this year. You guys, we'll, we'll keep you in the loop. But uh, but first, um, let's catch up on some movies that we've seen in theaters slash streaming. Uh, Kamiko, you're going to have the spotlight here because I know uh, you went ham. Let's – so the cruise was great, and the movie selection, we had, like, five cable channels two of them were like dedicated to movies so i had the schedule down i knew when the movies were going to be on we were back in our rooms at special times when basically there was nothing going on the cruise ship or it was like late or like yeah so it was perfect i i i went hard with the movies and kind of even got a theater one that i'll talk about yeah yeah i saw that on the snap Uh, oh yeah well the listeners are waiting and they're ready. They're ready for these list of movies. All right, dude. You you want me to go first? I'll start us off. Yeah, I'll I think you I think you need to start us off because I, I have a short list, but I want to hear yours. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So for this year, last year, I didn't keep track of any of my streaming ones. I just kind of watched and like, you know, didn't re- kind of like almost basically turned my brain off. But I've actually even added two more to this list. So um, I'm going to get started. I saw... A total of 10 movies. Incredible. Since the last time we've done it. Wow. Non-streaming. So I've got my, so non-theater and theater list is kind of what I've boiled it down to. And what we've got for, I'm going to start from worst to best because, (laughs) gosh, there was, okay, so start at number 10 was Annabelle, the first one. Oh my gosh. I have never seen such a horribly, it like. It was not scary. It was filmed horribly. You know how, like, in horror movies, you can tell when there's, like, a scene set up to, like, have a jump scare? Yeah, oh, yeah. Or to, like, have some sort of dread? Nothing in this. It was horrible. I cannot. Yeah, it was horrible. I'm not even going to talk about it more. D minus. Absolutely (laughs) awful. 
Perfect. Um, uh, next on number nine was the House of Wax. Okay. All-star cast for 2005 or whenever it came out. Paris Hilton is in it <laughs> to add a little bit. Um, add a little bit of flair. And uh, Chad Michael Murray. You remember Chad Michael Murray? Of course. Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolute heart throb of the mid 2000s he's in it yeah he's kind of like the main dude him and another girl like and then uh one of the dudes from super supernatural is in it okay i don't yeah. remember his name you know what's funny i have not heard the two words paris hilton probably for years so you know i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad, <laughs> glad you brought her back up you know her her mid her midnight uh tnt runs are still strong incredible with the house of wax yes. yeah um much better than Annabelle, but still not a good movie. It's um, yeah, it's like about a like a group of brothers who takes kind of uh, misfortune, you know, just you know, unfortunate people and puts them into their house of wax and kills them and puts wax on them. Wow! So doesn't sound too menacing. Pretty menacing though. Pretty pretty cheesy. It's a fun watch, but not a good movie. Yeah, I gave that a D. Well. Following the House of Wax at number nine, at number eight, we've got Cop Out with Bruce Willis wow. and Wow and Tracy Morgan. Okay, did you see this? Did I you see this. I haven't seen out? this. When did it come out? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't remember when it came out, but we saw it came on. It was like in the afternoon, probably around five or six. And Becky's like, "This is a brow house like classic." So I'm ready for just the laughs to be pouring in. I'm ready for it to be, you know, like a dumb comedy, like maybe Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Not the Libre Hot Rod. Sure. Not funny. First 50, just like the, sorry to, not, I'm not going to put it on Big Lebowski level, because Big Lebowski is a good movie. Just didn't enjoy it. Cop Out, funny for like the first two, three jokes. Then just tanks after that. Yeah. And was not entertaining. Like, just Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Their chemistry was not good. Yeah, you Tracy know, Morgan, just saying those two out loud and saying they're in a movie together, I can just feel that. It does, I, yeah. I don't even feel the chemistry off my tongue when I say that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, oh man. Movie, nope, movie, came, great. movie came out in 2010, by the way. Did it really? Oh my gosh, Cop Out did? Yeah. Man, okay. Uh, feels like it came out in 2010 then. That's a D plus. Cop Out was not a good watch. Um, the next one I watched today, actually, um, pretty fun movie, pretty like slightly above average is, uh, the interview with James Franco and, um, Seth Rogen. Okay. I still, I still have not seen that. You remember how crazy that hit the news with, uh, that going to hit, that was going to hit theaters and, um, King Jong-un like apparently, you know, freaked out with North Korea and all that. Yeah, yeah, so I guess Sony or Columbia, whoever distributed the movie, got like threats basically about what was going to happen if they put it in, yeah. in theater. So they scrapped it and they had it stream. Yeah, it was they actually a pretty a big deal. That was that was a few years ago. Yeah, that was 2014. So I was actually in Chile when this happened. Okay, yeah. And didn't know anything about it. Could clear across the other end of the world. But yeah, it was it was it was a funny movie it was a very cool concept um satire galore parody meta film it was it was a fun watch i felt like the pacing was a little bit weird at some points uh-huh. but not horrible it's on netflix you can watch it for free free yeah. go watch it for free um <laughs> the interview c plus okay 
fine. Um, the next one was a big surprise. I and it's not one that I talked with you about earlier. It's Machete. Oh, it's, I've yeah. heard of this. I've heard of this. I haven't seen it. Yes, it's Danny Trejo as like a Mexican. Ex- yeah. Family. And yeah. he's it's basically like I don't remember when it came out, probably maybe 2010, 2009. And it's literally like John Mexican John Wick trying to kill Donald Trump. That's but a- yeah, that I'm serious. Like there's a senator who <laughs> Becky's bringing our stuff in from Target. There's a senator who wants to build like this electrocuted wall like fence around the border of Texas to Mexico. And Machete is, like, hired to kind of take him out and things go wrong. And it's just so funny because it's Danny Trejo who's just, like, the dude who's cast in all the – in every movie to be the scary Latino dude. But now he's the the good guy. Now he is, yes. He's, like, like an anti-hero. It's outrageous. At one point, he cuts open a dude, grabs his intestines, and uses them as a rope to jump out of a window and fly down to another floor of a building. Wow. Yeah, it was... And all the women want to sleep with Machete. So it's just, like, awkward Danny Trejo, who doesn't say hardly anything in the whole movie. Um, real fun watch. It was on TNT, so I don't know. You can I'll, you can find it, I'll, I'm sure. I'll forever have the image of Danny Trejo's head on top of a turtle in Breaking Bad. <laughs> Wait, is it really? And his name is Tortuga, which is obviously <laughs> turtle in Spanish. Oh, look so, at Spanish. Yeah. Bilingual. Love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah actually, yeah. Machete has pretty good reviews. It got a sequel, too. Wow. Crazy. So, it's a fun watch. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a fun watch. C+. Um, the next one was also kind of a... I had, I had some, some surprises in here. Hotel Transylvania 2. Ooh, okay. A little animation. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen the first one. I think I think Machete should be above that, but you know, to each their own. You know, it's um, it should have been, but Hotel Transylvania two, a little bit better. Okay, fun little animated film, well made. The voice acting was fun, and yeah, it was. It had a cute little story to it. I really enjoyed it. I was like shocked at how much I was laughing and enjoying the movie. Becky can attest to that too. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so that one's a B minus. It's a step above Machete. They're they're pretty close, but yeah, Hotel Transylvania two B minus. Um, the next one at number four was one that just absolutely I was dying the whole time watching this, and <laughs> I watched it probably like three separate times on the cruise because I knew exactly when it'd be on and I'd come back and watch it. And. That is Ted 2. Wow. Yeah, I had seen the first one and thought that it was funny, but I didn't like really see why everyone thought it was so great. And then Ted 2, oh my gosh, just brought it home for me. I, I don't know if, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, how would I say? It? I think probably Ted 2 is slightly better made and has like a better story and better all around narrative. This one's just like a bunch of random, like funny jokes with a story also involved. That's pretty good. Like, Ted is basically, the courts are trying to decide if Ted is a person or not. Huh. And you've got another story with, like, a corporation who's going to use him as property and try and find out what makes him, you know, come alive and insert that into other teddy bears and make, like, millions of dollars. So, kind of just like your normal run-of-the-mill corporate plot. But it was funny. Oh, my gosh. There were so many jokes where I would just sit and I repeat. This was the Ted 2 cruise. (laughs) 
not to be confused with Ted Cruz, Tug and Ted, but this was, yeah, this was um, Tug and Ted. Oh yeah, July July fourth, best Independence Day, July fourth, twenty seventeen. That's amazing. Uh, and yeah, Ted Ted two. I gave it a B. I think it's super funny watch. I'll have to go back and watch Ted one again because yeah. maybe I'll enjoy it more. I I gotta check that out because you and I you and I have similar humor. We find yeah. we find many of the same things pretty funny. So oh definitely definitely um followed by ted 2 we've got number three um a movie i watched today which i was i thought was absolutely well made our shouts out to our king taylor sheridan who wrote it um Mm -hmm. was hell or high water which you've told me to watch for months now yeah glad you watched it to watch for so long finally on netflix yes it is just barely got added to netflix and it's great it's a cowboy heist movie with chris pine in it um oh captain my captain chris pine and i think ben foster plays his brother you've got jeff bridges who's in like every western move modern western movie ever made (laughs) because he's him and sam elliott just together make they need to make a movie with both of them oh that'd be great oh i'd pay i'd pay 15 dollars to go see that uh yeah jeff bridges is great as role and like we like we talked about kind of a spoiler uh that the final scene is wonderful Oh my gosh, yes. So good. Wow, so glad, good. Glad you liked it. Knew you yes. would. I thought it was great. I gave it an A minus because I think it's absolutely great. Um, my number two was a movie that came out also while I was living in Chile. Um, we were supposed to go get breakfast and I like just kept watching it and got super hooked into it and ended up getting lunch instead. Missed breakfast and got lunch because I was watching McFarland USA. Did you see this? No. It's a, it's a movie about um, a former, like, football coach who gets let go from his previous high school and goes and moves to McFarland, USA in California, where it's, like, a predominantly Latino community. Super poor. Um, the school's not great. And with time, he starts, like, a cross-country club for these Latino boys because he figures out they're, like, working all the time. They're running all the time because they don't have cars or bikes. And they're the movie's great oh my gosh it's a great like sports film based on a true story these this team won nine california state titles in 14 years oh my gosh yeah and the dude still lives there today the movie is oh it's so powerful it's so great i i enjoyed all of it becky went up and grabbed and grabbed breakfast or lunch i don't remember and i just stayed and finished it because i was enjoying it so much huh kevin costner kevin costner is in it yes he's wow. oh he's fantastic in it that's awesome i'll have to yeah. check that out i like sports movies of course definitely you oh my gosh it's so great and it's just like a great story um it's well paced and i think they balance they balance the it's it has a it pays not homage but it's very it celebrates the mexican community very well and i actually really appreciated that aspect of it too that's sweet like yeah, that. I'm not I'm not Mexican, but um, you know I know Spanish. Shouts out ET. That, this one's for you. <laughs> You'll enjoy it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. So that was my number two and number one. My gosh, me and Becky caught this one. I a plus number one non-streaming so far. It's gonna be a hard one to beat. Is American Sniper? Oh yeah! Holy cow, dude! Yeah. Bradley Cooper is just 
you you look at him and you're like, oh my gosh, that's got to be what he looks like. That's got to be who he is. He looks exactly like Bradley Cooper. Um, he doesn't. Spoiler word: the real dude doesn't. But the story of Chris Kyle, who has like the highest, I think, kill count in the, the Seals. Um, no, not even the Seals. He was just like a he was a Marine, I think, or Army, something like that. I don't remember. Or he was Navy. That's right. He was Navy. And the story is just so tragic. Oh, my gosh. Like, the ending of it, absolutely. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching that in theaters and uh, read up a little bit about it before watching the movie. And once the movie ended and hit the credits, the see- I've never been in a theater that was, like, just so reverent. You know what I mean? Like, yes. everyone was quiet and respectful. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was very well made. And yeah, I just, it's a good movie. It is. Holy cow. Yeah. Tragic, tragic story, but you know, he made an incredible impact too. Well, and I think what's so. Hold on. There you go. What I think is so great about it is the fact that like Chris Kyle, it shows his progression, a full progression for this character. And then I like that it at least completed that progression of, you know, he turned his life around. He got it back on track. He's back with his family. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think with the ending, it's still sad, but it's, it's a great, great, great tribute to him. American Hero. I'm going to have to watch that again. It's been a while. I mean, gosh, since, since, I, since I thought saw it in theaters. Yeah, fun fact. So uh, all of the channels in on our cruise are like based out of the Panam like Panama or something like that. So everything is from like the Latino versions. Um, they don't one have many commercials, so it's great. It was like watching the whole movie straight through. And two, they do not edit any of their movies. So, even be- even better. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So I think the first one that we're watching is um, House of Wax. And, oh, my gosh, yeah, just, you know, F-word and everything just out, which, you know, you can – some people are fine with it. Some people aren't fine with it. I personally don't mind it. But kind of shocked me because in the U.S., it's – oh, my gosh, it's so censored. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, Lo- love that top ten. It's good non-stream. Yeah. Make, make a list because it's fun to see and track. Because last year I saw 52 theater movies and 32 streaming. Uh, wow. That 84. So hopefully I can hit 100, you know. Oh, so, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're stepping it up. Uh, what were some theater movies you saw? I know you saw one on the cruise. So I have only seen one of the theater because we're going to go see one this weekend that we'll talk about later. Yes. The one that I saw was at the Dive-In Theater. <laughs> Get it? Like driving, but dive-in because hey. a cruise. Yes. Nice. I love me a good pun. Becky hates them, so that's why I'm saying it right now. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. <laughs> but um, was Bohemian Rhapsody. Which we'll talk more about this film a little bit later as we go over some things. But yeah, the Freddie Mercury Queen movie, which actually after watching it, I'm like, wow, is that really how it happened? Nope, not how most of it happened. The the story is very much crafted to fit a narrative. Yeah, story that they want to tell. Full Hollywoodized. I mean, oh yeah. I, I heard about. I heard. He, I heard he tells um, his bandmates right before they do the Live Aid concert that he's diagnosed. Uh, with AIDS, but he doesn't get diagnosed till years after that concert. Yeah. So. That's just one of the many, many things. Like, 
for example, slight spoiler, the movie's been out for a while. So, like, I think most people have seen it. I know you haven't seen it, but you've probably heard. The band breaks up. Um, At no point did the band ever break up. Yeah. It's just obviously, like I said, it's it's there to create tension um, for the movie to kind of create, like, a like an obstacle for everyone to overcome. But... My, I like the movie. I think Rami Malek does a great job as Freddie Mercury. I think he does what I would say it's better than an impersonation, but it's not like a full-on like portrayal of Freddie. I think he could have done a little bit better, but it's basically based on like physical things that I think he overdid. Mm-hmm. And you can't really control that too much, but I think he did a great job. I just found that the movie was so incredibly safe for the most part. Yeah. It's, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of conflict that happens. It just basically goes point for point for point. They just like, they're just like popular all the time. And like Freddie knows exactly what's going to be popular and they just keep making money. They keep going on tours and then that's kind of it. And then like a little, like one of the dudes in there like creates a conflict, but it gets resolved pretty quickly. Like you never really think, oh, this is it. It's a pretty a pretty safe movie. Yeah, huh. so, I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to watch that because I like some of you know everyone likes Queen's music. I like yeah. it. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, it's a fun movie to watch. By no means is it like like bad. I give it a B plus. I still think it's a fantastic movie to go and watch and enjoy and to enjoy you know at home or in and the, at the theaters. But there are just some aspects of it that I thought they could have done a little better. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's me, dude. I want to hear what have you seen? What have you been looking at? Man, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. If if anyone knows, just know that Keeks is just the movie master. Um, well, while I was sick, a little t- TV, t- TC with TV, TV with TC. There it is. Uh, just watch some Seinfeld, of course. I think it might be funner than The Office, but I'm almost done. So I can't say yet, but I've loved it so far. And then I always watch Lord of the Rings, the extended versions, once a year. Oh. So while I was sick, I watched that. And, man, I just – sometimes I miss some scenes where I'm like, what? Um, extended versions are great. Never oh, get wow. old. Um, and then I watched Split, finally, in prep for Glass. Um, so, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of movies. Just kind of – I was almost too tired to watch, you know? <laughs> I was just too sick. <laughs> That's uh, saying something. Just, just drinking ginger ale. I was like, gosh, I just want to watch Lord of the Rings and Seinfeld. But I'd really like Split. I watched it uh, the other night, last night, actually. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give it a B plus. I thought the acting by James McAvoy was incredible. It is. And the tension is great. I really like the story with, is it Dr. Fletcher, I believe? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yes, the, okay. The psychiatrist. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I I liked it more than Unbreakable. Wow. I did. I, I think Unbreakable is a good movie. It's just a little slow, but it really builds up the characters. And obviously the ending to Split, which I knew beforehand, mm-hmm. um, with Dunn, Bruce Willis, um, saying his name was Glass. I mean, sitting in the theater... That had to have been a pretty cool moment because you're like, where is this movie going? Like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan directed it. So that was that had to be a bit of pretty, pretty, pretty sweet move, uh, moment. But yeah, I liked it. B plus. And now I'm ready for glass. Wow. Yeah, dude. Um, See, because I was the opposite. I saw Split, never seen Unbreakable. So when that happened, 
I was like, oh, that's like the guy from Unbreakable. But I didn't even know the premise of Unbreakable. I just knew he was in it. Yeah. So, so once I, I found out more, yeah. I've heard mixed reviews from Glass. I'm sure you've seen that as well. Yes. Uh, but there's a lot of the audience likes it, which we are technically the audience. Oh, we're yeah. kind of critics. So I'm tr- going to try to avoid reviews and just go in there open-minded. I'm not expecting much, but Same. I'm hopefully not ex- not expecting disappointment. So, but, wow, that's the, that's the movie catch-up. I can't think of anything else. Oh, Punisher 2 comes out. Season 2 comes out this Friday. Yes. That's a, that's a little TV update. And also, obviously it'll get, it'll get canceled most likely after this. Just Johnny B might need to find some more work, but he'll yeah. be okay. He'll be okay. Um, and do you have? Well, do you want to do the Golden Globes reactions? Yes. Oh my gosh, I think I think that's something that we do that we should go over because, as we know, the Golden Globes is like the like the ugly stepsister of award shows. It's kind of like where the celebrities can be like, look how like fun we are, and look we're drinking, and look how like normal we are and, and still like hollywood loves itself more than they love anything else yeah they have all of these you know causes that they're trying to go for and we will talk about the main film which yeah we'll talk about what won but we'll go over the main the main winners basically so yeah you got for... that out right because i do not yes yes okay. um, best actor best supporting actor in a drama was regina king for if bill street could talk Still okay. have not seen. No, I haven't seen that either. Talk. Heard it's heard it's great though. Yeah, I I have, and I'm really, um, really very curious because I do kind of want to see it now. And it seems very it seems very cute. Also, for um, best supporting actor, you had Mahershala Ali, which I mean, like this dude just racks up stuff left and right. Yeah, you've seen. For- for Green Book, right? Correct. If you've seen, yeah. well, you saw Green Book. How was it? How was yeah, it? Yeah, I, I thought it was splendid. Did great. Okay. Yeah, I. That's what I've heard too, and I've. Um, I love True Detective. Love the first season, and Mahershala Ali is in the third season that just barely premiered last last night, mm-hmm. and people are saying it's great. So I cannot wait. True Detective. This is to add to your TV with TC moment. Oh my gosh, True Detective. True Detective's fantastic. Love it. Get the seven-day uh, HBO thing. Watch it all in two days. You'll love it. You will not regret it. Um, so we've got those for supporting. Now, in the in the three main categories, like Best Picture, Actor, and Actress, just, like, first, and Best Actress, everyone's like, okay, like, Lady Gaga will win. I personally didn't think, nor did I really want her to win, because she's that, great in A Star is Born. That's, that's kind of her role. Like, that's who she is. But, yeah. you know, she, she did great. Exactly. It's like she's playing herself, but as, like, written in as someone else. Yeah. And I think she's good, but Glenn Close won for The Wife, which I think, I don't know a single human who's seen it. I think maybe <laughs> 20 people in the world saw it, and they all voted for her to win. So that's yeah. why that's why she won it. Um yeah, I don't. Did you hear anything about the wife? I remember no, no. This is the first time I've heard it, but you know, good for her. Glad, glad she won. I am too. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> good for I'm her. Glad she won too. I, I think that uh, one. I think what might have pushed it over the top is Lady Gaga plays a strong woman who helps get her own career, but she's also in an abusive relationship and kind of like 
is an enabler with Bradley Cooper's character, while Glenn Coase Close's character is the wife of an of a writer who's like who when who's has many accolades and she's a writer herself so she kind of goes against him while he's like cheating on her and is kind of a horrible dude and she's able to like build herself up and make a name for herself so i feel like her character is much more empowering towards women than mm-hmm. Lady gaga's character which might have been the reason why she pushed it over plus mm. from what i've heard she's great in it so interesting I, i'll the go wife. i think it's i don't think it's a bad choice yeah and then who won best actor i don't even know Best actor, so she was for a drama. Best actress for a comedy was Olivia Coleman from, uh, oh my gosh, why can't I think of what it's called? From The Favorite. I haven't seen The Favorite, but apparently all of the women in there deserve to be nominated. So that's okay. great. Um, Alfonso Cuaron won for Roma, which Roma is absolutely beautiful. Oh my gosh, Roma is so great. It's on Netflix. I, I should not love this movie, but I loved it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's and he best director def, definitely wins. I think he wins because Bradley Cooper was splitting votes between best actor and best director. Oh. Okay. People were like, "Oh, like I won't give it to him for best director, but I'll do best actor and vice versa." Might have caused him to lose for best actor, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But yeah, I I think he definitely deserves it. He'll win the Oscar for sure for best director. Maybe I'm sure. Best picture, best cinematography. Wow. Roma is yeah, fantastic. He's... I actually updated my top 10 list. Roma is number eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I yep. saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I'm going to have to see Roma now. Roma's it's all in black good. and white, right? It is. It's, oh my gosh. But it's, I like, I like that. It's very Whoa. emotional. Throw it back. Oh, and, just. And Oscars are in March, correct? Like the first week of March? Uh, February, like second week in February. They will be announced January 22nd. Oh, we'll get a so, reaction. We'll give our we'll give our predictions. We oh, we definitely will. We'll have a we'll have an episode that week with some predictions, and we'll get our own little little award show going this year to give some some cheesy awards to a few movies when we go over Oscar. Predictions. Oh, kidding me? Well, why not? Well, I don't know. We're still working on the name. Yeah, <laughs> which we said one name so far, and it was horrible. So anything can be better. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So we'll. Best actor in a drama was Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but the biggest one, and then for comedy was uh, Christian Bale for Vice. I think he'll win the Academy Award for Best Actor. Okay. But the best motion picture was Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that. Everyone was kind of up and... I just... Oh, my gosh. I can't... For all of the, like, you had If Beale Street Could Talk, you had A Star Is Born, you had Black Panther, which shouldn't have won it, it wouldn't have won it, it wouldn't win it, Black Klansman, all nominated for Best Movie, and Bohemian Rhapsody won. <laughs> like, the dude, the voters must like Queen, like, come on, cut up some slack. I think it's, well, the thing is, it's like, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't count for anything. It's a good measure of, like, a cumulative score of what critics think. But it's not always very accurate. But, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody had a 62%, and all of the other movies had an average of, like, 92. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you could say, I mean, Black Klansman and A Star is Born at least are objectively better movies than Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 
All right. So that was that's kind of a kind of surprise win. A little underdog. It definitely was. I will be absolutely shocked if it wins the Oscar. I don't think it will. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't even think it'll be nominated. Who knows? Yeah, it, I think it'll get nominated. If it wins, it will be the Crash. It will be the new Crash. Like Crash is like known for being like the movie that won Best Picture that should not have won Best Picture amongst others, but that's like a big one. And could be the new one if it wins. I don't think it will. I'm but... gonna be I'm gonna be upset if Hurricane Heist doesn't get the nami. But <laughs> I, you know, if if um, John Travolta doesn't at least get a nod for his performance in Gotti, I'm gonna be a little. I'm gonna be a little annoyed. Yeah, Golden Globes. I watched a little bit of it, and then I was like, eh, I'm just really not into the Golden Globes. But I'll watch the Oscars. The Oscars is, you know, I don't think it's it's kind of dumb. You know what I mean? But we watch yeah. it. It's, oh yeah, it's hilarious. Like we, we bash that. on the Oscars sometimes, and we watch like like The Shape of Water one last year. You hated that movie, true. But we watch it. You know what I mean? It's so like, true. We totally disagree with the Best of Picture for ninety percent of the time. But you know, it's all it's all opinion. That's why we love film. Yeah. That's why it's a sweet film talk. We all have opinions. We all have hot takes, and sometimes sure. the Academy really misfires. But yeah, here we are. I mean, film films are all sweet. It, they are. <laughs> sweet of, and sour. Sweet and sour. We got to get a good scale with the sweet and sour, sweet and bitter too. Yeah. Coming soon, folks. <laughs> coming, coming soon. soon. It, it is. It's all coming soon. Um. So, love that Golden Globes. Anything else with? Golden Globes. I think that's about it. No, uh, shouts out to Spider Verse. It won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's right. I saw that with Eric. He liked it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. What else did he think about it? Rewatched it. Uh, he just liked it. You know, he yeah. thought it was sweet. I he didn't give like a grade. He just was engaged. It was fun. It was a fun rewatch. Yeah. What about you? Did you? What you? What did you pick up the second time seeing it? Uh, just a little bit more like under the under their breath kind of comments. That I didn't catch. Like I laughed at one scene. I was like, "Oh, I didn't catch that the first time." So I totally forgot what it was. Okay, dog. Yep, that's the little dog. <laughs> so, but speaking of superheroes, we have the Fox Disney merger. Correct. Yes, it has been basically finalized and will be finished in March. Okay. According to reports. So. Cross my fingers because I like the Fantastic Four, and my gosh, we are due for a good Fantastic Four movie. Can we get it done? Do you think it's possible? I, you know, oh my gosh, Fan Four Six Horrible. Yes, I think it's possible. With Disney, it's possible. It, it is. I, I am hopeful, and we are going to share with you some of our casting picks for Fantastic Four. So for Reed Richards, Sue Storm. Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm. All right. Yes. Are you ready for this? I am. I'm ready. I'm hyped for this because we want to do just some more, you know, just some more hypotheticals, some more situations for you guys to see what we think and kind of get our brains pumping. So let's let's get let's get it going. Fantastic oh. Four. Who do um, you pick to be Reed Richards? Uh, you know, we've already talked about him before. I think Rami Malek might make a good Reed Richards. Oh my gosh. Really? He's got the face. You know what I mean? Okay. I can see it. So that's my hot take. Uh, what about you? I pick John Krasinski. Oh, I like, that. I, I, like, I like that more. 
Yeah, I, I think I think John Krasinski, he's kind of got the build. He's very tall and lanky, and I think he would be a great option for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sue Storm. I, along with John Krasinski, his wife, Emily Blunt. Wow, okay, there you go. She can have, a, she can have an English accent. They've already proved that they have chemistry, and I think it's perfect. I think they'd be a great match. Wow, I like that. Uh, mine's a little out of place. She's a little bit younger. But I think she could pull it off as Lily James. Oh, from oh my gosh, yeah, Baby, okay, Baby Driver. I think she would do. I think she kind of has that persona for Sue Storm. I get it, and you could even add her in because they're going to have a lot of movies with this. You could yeah. add her in with um, with like a younger Reed Richards. That way, Is you it... get a bunch of movies knocked out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, get someone in their mid 30s, like late 20s ish. So. Um, and Ooh, me, I like that. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. For me, Johnny Storm is Taryn Egerton. Kingsman. Oh, my gosh. Kingsman. Yeah, Eggsy. Yeah, Eggsy. I think he'd be a great Johnny Storm. He's cocky. Uh, granted, he does have an English accent, so you have to, you know, build on his American accent. I haven't heard it. Uh, but I think he, he fits the part for Johnny Storm. I think that's – okay, yeah, I do like that. Um, my, John, my Johnny Storm would be Dylan O'Brien. Yes, mainly, I like that as well. Mainly from the de- from the Maze Runner movies and that what American Assassin that we saw last year that I like slept through all of it. That was that could have been a much better movie. Oh yeah, it really could have. But, but yeah. I like Dylan O'Brien. I feel like he's an up and coming action star type movie, kind of like a Keanu Reeves action movie kind of guy here. You know? Yes, yes, one hundred percent agree. Um, great. Okay. Well, Ben Grimm, you ready for this? Yes, I am. Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black. Jack Black as the thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I would. I would love Jack Black with just his facial, just to see the rocks on him and see like his little rock eyebrows move as he makes his faces. I think that'd be hilarious. I I was debating between him and Jonah Hill. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, too bad we can't bring in, bring back Chris Farley. Because I'd take oh, heart rest, oh rest in peace. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, my Ben Grimm. I picked Carl Urban. Who is that? He is Bones. He's he's uh Bones from the Star Trek movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he's him. In, he's in Lord of the Rings. What am I talking about? Is he really? Oh, is yeah. he in the, like the wait in Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit? The the Hobbit. I mean, uh, Lord of the Rings. Bones, the Doctor from Star Trek. Correct. Is he really? Yeah. Gosh, did not know that. But what's his, his what's his act what's his actor's name again? Say it again. No, his his name's Carl Urban. Okay. The actor's name. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's in Lord of the Rings. Who is he? Aomir. He's um. Yeah, just ask Becky. She'll explain. Becky, who's Aramir? I, I can tell you after your podcast. Okay, she'll tell me after. She can explain it. Yeah, she's uh, he he's the brother to Aowen. In Rohan. Oh, I don't know yeah, who that he's is. He's got okay, a small. Becky, he's yeah. got a very. He's got a very small part. Okay. Nice. I like that. I like that. It's a good fit. Yeah, a little older. I think he's a little older, but we can you know maybe make it work. Sure. Um, now. I have some good ones for X-Men for assuming they're going to, you know, revamp X-Men. 
Yes. I, I think they should because, uh, what is it? Is it Dark Phoenix? Is that the name of the new movie? Yeah. And we've got like, what, like the. That's kind of the younger Mutant one coming oh, out new, too. Dude, the New Mutants is so weird. That trailer came out a year ago. I know. And it was, it was set to make a 2018 February release. Yo, they have pushed this movie back like a year and some change. Yes. They remember, like reshot the whole thing. Do you remember? I do. That? Yeah. yeah, I had like, gosh, I had like a like it, they like redid like a popular song to it and everything, and then yeah, they just like like just a few days after the trailer was released, like oh, by the way, we're pushing it back like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, mm. I hope they revamp X Men. I, I would like them to do like an older X Men because X let's let's be real, X Men Three: The Last Stand was not good. However, X Men One and X Men Two were great. Yes, and even Days of Future Past, I like. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Days of Future Past was great. I feel like after they make the Stark Phoenix, it would be wise, and I think the fan base would like them to kind of go back to the older X Men. Yes, um, but here are my casting choices for four of them. We're going to talk about Storm, Magneto, Professor X, and Wolverine. Ooh. Um, for Storm, I have Zoe Kravitz. Nice. I thought of her while doing this, too. I was like, Zoe Kravitz would be kind of sweet. She, she is stunning. She did a great job in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, she did. She, I, I think she loves Zoe Kravitz. She's, she fits the Storm look. I 100% agree. If, yeah. if, Zoe, if Zoe wanted to go on a date with me, I, I would gladly accept. No hesitation. <laughs> Please come on the pod, Zoe, so you can help make our boy Tanner come, come true. Please. Run her up to Daisy. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Who you got? Um, so for Storm, I picked Betty Gabriel. And I'm doing this mainly to kind of base off, like, the Halle Berry Storm, who's, like, pretty regal and, like, a little bit more proper. And kind of, like, from the cartoons, too. Mm-hmm. Betty Gabriel is the maid from Get Out and the police oh. officer from Upgrade. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think she'd do okay. She seems fairly young, so she'd be able to do the part for a while. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz definitely looks a little bit younger than her. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I like that. Okay. Um. Yeah. For Magneto, this is – I am so proud of this because I think he would fit the part. John Malkovich. Bruh. That would be oh. – John Malkovich would be unreal. As Magneto, are you kidding? He would be so menacing. Cyrus he, the virus. He'd – would he grow his – he'd have to – he'd have to shave his head too because we got to go Cyrus the virus if he's going to be Magneto. Oh, 100%. Does it? Does it? I, I, when I, when you said Magneto, I was like, who would be good? I was like, oh, John Malkovich. He's got like the correct age for Magneto right now. True, dude. Cause yeah, Magneto's like older. So it's like whenever I see all of this Michael Fassbender stuff as him, it kind of throws me off because he yeah. just seems too old. It's, the, it's, the it's also based in the eighties. Yeah. So, so I love I, it. John Malkovich. Thank, thank you. I love it too. Fox, <laughs> Disney, listen. Take our picks. Hire us. Sponsor us. All right. Who you got? So for Magneto, this was a hard one, but I was able to narrow it down. And Liam Neeson as Magneto. Mm. I think Liam Neeson, he's a good age. He's a little older, but just that voice. And could you imagine him wearing the cape and the helmet and everything? Oh, my gosh. I think he'd be a great Magneto. That would be sweet. I like that. I like yeah. I like John Malkovich better. I'm just gonna say that. But I, I it's great. I do like Liam Neeson. Yeah, it was between him or Sean Bean, but Sean Bean dies in every movie he's in. So I'm like, mm, 
He's got to last a little bit longer. So, yep, we're going with uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, who is your Professor X? Professor X. Now, I picked my Professor X before Magneto, but I think this pairing would be so great because they already have very good or pretty good chemistry from remember when I saw them when I was like six in The Phantom Menace. Stop. Ewan McGregor for Stop. Professor X. Just Obi- Obi-Wan Kenobi in another life. I... <laughs> I, I searched, even for this, I searched a picture of bald Ewan McGregor to see if he'd, like, be a good fit. And there was a picture of him. Like, he had shaved his head. He looks great. Wow. I, yeah. I, I would like that. I would I would gladly, if they don't get a Kenobi movie, get Ian McGregor, McGregor as Professor X. Yeah, I think he'd do absolutely. And just his voice is so soothing. It is. And, yeah. Um, this is, this is a little think? out of, this is definitely out of left field, but I, I think it'd be hilarious. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> the, the two lookalikes. J.K. Simmons and John Malkovich. I know. <laughs> they totally do. Oh, that's super funny. Uh, oh, now, I... Wolverine, I actually do like uh, my pick for this because I think he's kind of got the the build, the look. Uh, the height, I believe, is Richard Armitage. He was Thorin in The Hobbit. Wait, who's Thorin? Is that like the main one? He, I... he was the main dwarf. God, oh, it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would do well as, and he kind of almost looks like Hugh Jackman. So, you know, the fanboys would still have Hugh Jackman in a sense. Happy. The fanboys wouldn't absolutely revolt like they have on yeah. Star Wars and other movies. What about you? Who you got? So for Wolverine, this one I was like. Because Wolverine, I mean, it's, I mean, Hugh Jackman will always be Wolverine. I feel like he's just absolutely nailed it for what it's been. But w- Hugh Jackman is tall. Wolverine is not tall. He's like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, yeah. So yeah. what I thought would be best is Kit Harrington from Gear, from, uh, not Gears, from Game of Thrones fame. He's like the main dude. I've oh, never I, have, I have seen people want him as Wolverine. Really? Okay, yeah, because yeah, I was like, he's got, like, the scruffy look, and I think he'd be a really good fit, and he's, like, 5'8", so he could really make it work. Yeah, I think he'd be a great choice. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. What, Jon Snow, I think, is his name? I'm sorry for everyone that likes Game of Thrones. I I just think he looks like a good Wolverine, and that's all I'll think about. Yeah, it's okay. Kind of butchered it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Hopefully, you know, they have a good, solid cast, and they can really string out three movies of x-men i think that'd be a lot of fun because listen the avengers is dying out let's be real end game yeah. i think you should just kind of give the avengers even the new avengers just a rest and build up fantastic four and x-men i agree yeah because after this it's like what marvel movies are we hyped for exactly it's all built to this it's, but it's, it's just gonna be spider-man and maybe black panther you know yeah yeah so it's... speaking of spider-man new trailer comes out tomorrow no way Yep, for Far From oh, Home. Mm-hmm. Gosh, about time. Thank you. I know. Glad. Wow, love that. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, be fun to see him as Mysterio. So that is our Fox-Disney cast merger update. Now to close this episode, this has been a long pod, but it's been a great episode. It's been great to catch up. Yes. It's been great to talk movies. Oh, well, love sweet it. Keeks. Um, so... Speaking of Avengers Endgame, we kind of we kind of touched base on this for last pod, but 
the movie I am most hyped about this year is definitely I like Avengers. That's just, this going to take a runner up, but Star Wars Episode Nine is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I I th- I agree. It's definitely number one on my list, and I think that's a given. You know, it's like Star Wars, Avengers, like all the mo- all the theater, like all the big theater experience movies, definitely yeah. most hype for. Um, I believe next episode we have planned to talk about our most anticipated, like maybe not so much Star Wars, but other movies that we're aware that are coming out that we're super hyped for. Uh-huh. And, and, and what's fun about kind of a new year is a lot of movies will sneak up on you that you don't know about. Like, for example, like Upgrade, Green Book, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yeah. Oh my uh, those kind of <laughs> hidden sweet gems sneak up on you. Like, wow, I really like this. So um, we, won't, we don't really know about those hidden gems coming out this year, but I'm sure there'll be several that we really like. But back to the Star Wars case, I have a couple questions for you to end this pod. What would you do with Carrie Fisher in episode nine? Now, there's been reports that they have unreleased footage from The Force Awakens and maybe even The Last Jedi that they're planning on using in episode nine. What would, what would you do? I mean, honestly, <coughs> here's my thing with it. I know that they want to have their plan was to have it be very it was to have her be very involved. So her passing was extremely unexpected and just super unfortunate for the franchise. May she rest in peace. I like I cried when she died. She's my first crush as yeah, a young yeah. little boy. Carrie Fisher. Um, Mine was Cameron Diaz. <laughs> that's so man. I'll talk to you. But me and Becky were talking about Cameron Diaz the other day. Not was, big fans she- of her. Don't yeah. find that attractive. It, it, in the mask, I was like, holy crap. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll give you to that. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, all right, back to Carrie Fisher. Anyways, um, Carrie Fisher, what I think they should have her do is I think they're going to have her kind of be more on, I don't know if they're still on Yavin 4, if they've moved on from that, but I would love to have her kind of command from there, give out orders, and then I, I think it'd be best to just, I mean, I don't want to say it, but just to kill her off. You know, yeah. Kill her off. Have her like as like her last order. Order a strike on the first order, and the first order kills her. But because of her orders, they're able to take out the first order. That would be really cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I like. What do you think? I think I I actually thought about this when she passed away, and after watching the Last Jedi, I think they should open Episode Nine a few years down the road. Um, obviously a lot of fighting between, um, you know, the opposing sides, but opening up with her, um, with everyone at her funeral. Oh, I remember you mentioning this. Yeah, I think that was a really good idea. And I think that'd be kind of a peaceful, respectful way, um, to send her out. And I think it would just kind of establish a mood for episode nine. Yeah. And I don't think that would be disrespectful because... Uh, you want to show any footage of her? You just like maybe show a picture or something like that. And people are just really, you know, experiencing a lot of sorrow for her passing. And then they build around her and they, you know, kind of get amped up to really take down, you know, the empire. So the first, first order, whatever it's called now these days. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think that either way I would like that to happen, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how that is used. Uh, yeah i and i think it'd be great if they all kind of rally around her death and then you know obviously beat yeah order 
Yeah, I think that'd be sweet. So it'll be interesting to see. That's why I'm so excited for episode nine. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Like, what's gonna happen? Now, what would what would what would your title be for episode nine? So I've seen this one a few times. I was trying to think of like my own kind of original take, and I had like a good idea of what I wanted it to be, but. I think overall the best one is so in the beginning of the force awakens and the title crawl, it mentions the last Jedi in it. Uh And it also says something about the ashes of the first order. So if they're going to go kind of with the same, with the same format of kind of taking bits of things that we've already seen, I think the ashes of the first order might be a cool, might be a cool title name, but I feel like it gives away too much. Yeah. I think it's going to be much more ambiguous, but that's kind of a little the revealing. best thing I can say. Yeah. What do you think? Um, gosh, I would just go with Star Wars Episode Nine: Ray of Hope and spell it Ray, R-E-Y. Oh, oh my gosh. That's actually, okay, that's actually so sweet. <laughs> spell it like Ray. Um, I mean, they've already done A New Hope. But a ray of hope would be kind of cool. I think it would be too, actually. I really like that. Because so, spell well, like R E Y or R. They'd spell, they would spell it R A Y. I think they would, but I think it'd also be like a little wink wink, like, hey, it's also her name. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, that's, I'm really excited to see the reveal of the title. So, I'm too. I feel like it's so soon. It is. I mean, we're in January. I bet. Definitely by March, April, we're we're getting the title, hundred percent. Oh, I, I I'd say perfect. even even this month or next month we'll get it because please April for Star Wars Celebration we're getting something for it. I hope you're not wrong. I, oof, I would be. I think they should do something earlier, just because they kind of do need to get some some people to rally around it. First off, let's just say all the Star Wars fans who have said, I'm never going to support Star Wars ever again. They're going to be there opening night. Oh! Everyone else. They're there. You yeah. kidding? Of course. Who are, who are you kidding? You, Gosh, you can't keep this going on forever. You want to see how it ends, you cowards. Yeah. So they'll be there. Oh, oh, yeah, they will. So, episode 27. Wow, this is our longest pod, but it was just splendid. Loved it. It was. We're, said, we're bringing in year two. I've said splendid twice on this pod, so that's how great it's been. <laughs> that doesn't set the tone for this year. I don't know what does. I honestly don't. Uh, so, yeah, this next episode will be Glass, and we'll give our hot takes about the movie Glass and maybe any other movies that we catch streaming. And, you know, you know, the, you know the rundown. Of course, with the, with the, uh, with the review of Glass, we're also going to talk about our favorite, like, non-traditional superhero movies. Ooh, I like that. Okay. You know, like Hancock, or you've got, like, Watchmen. Stuff like that, where you can kind of go back and be like, oh, duh, like, this movie, superheroes, but not what you think with, like, Marvel or DC. Okay, yeah, good. I'm ready. I need need to get geared up. Okay. I'll probably just say Happy Gilmore. I think he's a superhero. (laughs) Happy Gilmore, the the Adam Sandler poopy-verse of just, like, potty humor. Yes. Superheroes. Little Nicky. <laughs> Big Daddy. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Wow, what a pod. What an episode. 2019 is going to be a fun year for movies, for the sweet film talk. Remember, send in any suggestions or questions you may have for us. Uh, we love you guys. And, yeah, take care. Yeah, absolutely. Stay sweet. Love it. Sweet. Sweet.